<laughs> After our month-long hiatus. <laughs> yes. Uh, welcome back to the show, guys. Uh, we, we're doing something special today. Uh, we are actually in person with each other. This is the first yeah. time we've been able to look at each other while actually uh, recording one of these. On camera, so. high five. On camera, high five. Woo! Ain't no sound effects there. <laughs> <laughs> That's that real stuff. <laughs> That they know. <laughs> we're gonna add in five extra high fives. Oh. That we're gonna have a poll. You gonna tell us which high five was the real one? It was it that one? Was it this one? Was it that was one? It this one? No, that was a squish sound effect. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so we're coming in from quite a, a break from our recording duties. Um, but we're coming in hot because 10th edition is around the corner yep. and we felt we needed to get this out there quickly mm-hmm. so we could be ahead of everybody or still behind literally everyone, <laughs> <laughs> but, but for our standards, we're getting out ahead of it. <laughs> Possibly neck and neck with the majority of people. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do that, before we hit into of course, 10th edition and our excitement for it, uh, we have to, of course, open up with our long-awaited, Drew, what's your invulnerable save? <laughs> I'm looking at it. It's my little, well, I guess, okay, I guess I got to say, being in person with you and recording, because yes, originally that's... when we had first talked about doing the show, that was like the dream. Yes. We would get a little studio set up, we could record in person, it'd be great. Uh, but that didn't happen. So, <laughs> uh, but no, you yet. Made... <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> um, you made a little uh, D&D character for me. I, I recently started playing Dungeons and Dragons. so And I made you a little goblin on the 3D printer. Yeah, I play a, a little goblin uh, wizard. He's a son of a bitch, and I love him. Yeah, it's... Uh, I like I like doing these things. I like I like the printer, man. It's so much fun to fucking shit stuff out. So. In, our, in my last adventure with that character, I uh, lassoed a frog and rode him during a boss battle, essentially. Which I kept telling them, you don't understand... I'm battling the real final boss here. Because being a goblin, apparently giant toads can swallow you whole. And it tried to multiple times. And then I did what my little goblin does. I tried to hide and leave everybody to die. And then come at the last moment, hit him with a fireball, and then claim ultimate glory. And, um, yeah, no. So I ended up riding the frog. And then after that, we get into a, we went into a room with a bunch of skeletons. And I burned a skeleton. And then I hid in his coffin the rest of the battle. And then I came out, and again, I did what I do best. I defeated the final boss that final hit. And then I was like, ah, you're all welcome. Now give me that flute that lets me summon skeletons. And they didn't give me the flute. I want to control everything. Every time I come across a creature in that game that's smaller than my goblin, I immediately try to just dominate it with my will. And they don't appreciate that. Jane, what's your... What's your invone save? So my invone save, probably going to be a little bit more somber, but all the more important uh, was simply the fact of uh, I have been, you you know, you've been aware of uh, multiple medical issues I've been having lately. And it's good to know that all all signs point to uh, a nerve impingement. I am not, I do not have cancer. So that is my... (laughs) Can- cancer free since 85 <laughs> going strong <laughs> needed to say 83 <laughs> i you know i wish i could have but that wouldn't be honest <laughs> yeah nothing like making cancer free jokes <laughs> everybody having fun yet 
<laughs> so today we are kind of uh, in a moment here. Uh, 10th edition's around the corner. I'm, I'm fucking excited for it. It makes me feel old in the fact that not just because like I got in at the end of third, 3.5 going into four was when I got in. It's not that. It's the fact that like what's what's cool is it like it takes me a bit. What's, what's hip it? isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what is it's, it's, it's weird strange and confusing, confusing to me. Yeah. Like fucking tenth edition is giving me a lot of fourth and like really fifth edition vibes. Yes. And it takes me back to a place of comfort. And I like ninth edition was fun, but it was so vastly different than what I was used to that I was just like uh, like trying to learn it was the biggest hurdle for me because I was like, I don't want it to be that way. You know, and I, I think, want it to be the way that I remember. I think Why has it got to be that way? And now, 10th edition, it's like they heard my my child just stomping, his feet. And, stomping and my my pout that I'd made when I first was trying to learn 9th. Uh, and they're like, okay, we need to make that individual man happy with this and we're going to take it back to a place of comfort. I think, like, that's okay. So yes, you're 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 touching on something that I would would definitely like agree with is when I when I looked at ninth edition, there are so many like crusade mode. I love oh it was crusade. Awesome. It's so awesome. I hope that a lot of people are like, oh good, if tenth edition they're going to get away from multiple books. Give me a just give me one crusade book. Yes, just, just fucking one. I'll be fine with that. Mm -hmm. Like give me each individual faction with their special crusade rules i'd be i'd be like yeah give me here's 20 allow bucks, 20, us to bucks. continue that game mode in some capacity in some capacity i love the idea of like leveling units up and yeah. becoming real veterans and that there being a progressive story i love yeah. that well that was um, always our dream we always tried to make that ourselves right and, and we it, always fucked up so badly you know, <laughs> well, it was, we would be like we got to do a rule for this and this. And before we knew it, we had a phone book of rules on top of a game. This is overambitious. <laughs> that already kind of had a phone book worth of rules. And it just, yeah. So what they did worked so well. I think getting getting back to basics. Because, I mean, even when we were learning ninth, even when we were playing our early games of ninth, when we were for yeah. we'd fuck up because we were using rules that we were just like, oh, that's just a standard rule. And it wasn't a standard rule anymore. And now we're going back. Like, I went through all this fucking trial and tribulation to learn ninth, and they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to go back to, like, universal special rules. I'm like, yeah. fuckers. But at the same time, I'm like, thank you. Like, why wouldn't, like, why did yeah. I have to have nine rules that all meant the same damn thing? And Just because you wanted to make it sound like it's well, cooler for and, this army. And like, that's the thing. I, I, yeah, I get both sides of the coin on that because it's like, oh, you know, you may have, what like, rending. Rending universal rule back in the old editions. It, it rends armor. That attack penetrates armor on a, a wound roll of six. Right. Okay. It could be a claw. It could be a gun. It could be a laser sword. It could be one of a billion things. Made sense. However, it does sound cooler to say, oh, I'm loading my bolter with uh, a Kraken armor-piercing shell that's yeah. going to give it rending. Or... This it's not even tier... called rending. It's like it's just like it's going to get this extra damage yeah. and yeah. armor penetration. And it's yeah. like... Or, you know, oh, they th these this tiered unit doesn't just have claws that have rending. They have hardened claws that, you know, they've evolved. It's a rapid evolution that gives them, uh, you know, armor penetration, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that sounds more thematic. Right. However, from a functionality standpoint, boy, oh, boy, does it really muddy the waters. Right, because you're like... Hey, I'm gonna I'm I'm rolling this and it's I've got this weapon and it does this and you're like, 
yeah, I, I got the same thing. It's just called something different. Like, how many times do you have that kind of... Yeah, I have that, but it's, it's the same thing, but it's different. Yeah. Oh, I have this thing that you did that it's the same thing, but it's it's just called mm-hmm. something different. It's like, literally, I think a lot of people went, yeah, so just call it the fucking same thing. Like, just call it this. Yeah. Like, like you have invulnerable yeah. save. Like, we don't need, like, multiple versions of invulnerable save. Why'd we get away from that? Like, yeah. I understand trying to make it seem more thematic, but at the end of the day... The flair shouldn't. The, the, the style shouldn't. The only impede thing. The the structure of the game. The one thing I will say that I hope this new edition brings is actual. How do I want to word this? So okay, so back in the day, you would have they are fearless. Mm-hmm. They had the fearless universal special rule. They never ran from battle, but they would take extra wounds or something. Yeah, they did like a combat retreat. Yeah, where like, they would fall back, but then they would like. Re-engage. Well, that was in they show they show no no fear, but fearless was like they didn't even retreat. They oh just stood, yeah, fearless. they stood fast, but they would take extra wounds. Or yes, whatever. yes. And but then you had a whole plethora of units that caused fear, but then I had a whole plethora of units that were fearless. Yep. So it was just like, don't do that again. Like that drove me insane because it's like, yeah, you're... things become again they become muddied, and then you're like, well, what's the point of this special rule if it yes. only works in this? One very, if I'm fighting this specific unit with this specific unit, it will work. But if this unit is fighting any other unit, like Space Marines always had, and they show no, no fear. And it was like, cool, but if I caused fear and they, and they show no, no fear. And it was like this, like, they had this contrast of each other where it was just like, majority of players are Space Marine. They all had, and they show no, no fear. But I had this whole Tyranid army or an Orc army that caused fear. And I was like, yeah, yeah but like. 60% of my matches are going to be against Space Marine players, and I'm not... This this whole special rule mm-hmm. is useless to me. It doesn't do anything extra. Yeah. So if you're going to give me fear, maybe have it have a different effect than the normal morale yeah. like leadership effect that it did, or or whatever. Like, have give me something different. Maybe on fear, they can't fight that turn. Maybe they're just, like, petrified, so they, they lose a whole combat at, the, like, fighting. Yeah. It's okay. Maybe that, that'd probably be way overpowered, but you know, like, do something. You 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 never want to make a part of the game redundant because yeah of the way that you you balanced the amount of a, an ability being like spread across the game. Because that was one thing as like a Dark Eldar player, they used to have more weapons in older editions that were fear based. Yes, and it's like, oh hey, here's my I think it was like fan phantasm grenades were one of them where uh, I think back in the day it caused fear had a chance to cause fear and it was just like space marines are just fucking catching the can cracking it open and huffing it and being like ah little man i i shall use your helmet as a bowl and it's like oh no it's gonna scoop my brains out and then learn where my family lives and then they're gonna get they're gonna get theirs too conrad Kurz. i ate his brain and I've judged all of his friends guilty. Oh no, that's, that that's not that's not due process. <laughs> the process that you do is not right. Oh man, so where do where do we want to start here? I'm I'm wondering where where should we jump in? So with tenth, I I say we start real quick. Their first post that I remember them doing was the one about faction rules are going to be more lean than what they are now. I think it talked about they want every army's rule book to be two pages long. Like your army wide rules will be two pages. Yeah. And they're going back uh 
we'll talk more about like unit rules, uh, like the new uh, we'll get that. unit data sheet. We'll get that. Yep. But like those are going back to cards, which is not new. That's like a I think a first or second edition thing. Yes, that was before me getting into the game. Right. Yep. Um, but like cards were a thing back in the day. But this gets me excited because I remember like fifth edition. You really only used a handful of rules from the main rule book. Your main rule book, you would normally have that open for um, stat lines. Well, like like the, the main rule book. Oh, the main rule book. That sorry, was yeah, that was yeah, normally yeah, turned yeah. to like universal special rules. Yes. for quick reference. Yep. And there was maybe four pages and of them. whatever your mission was. Yep, like that was it. That yep. was... Yeah, because you would have like your different objectives. Yep, uh, and those were even pretty. Like one of them was like what big guns never tire. Yeah, and it was heavy heavy unit focused another one was like quick unit focused another one was elite focused and it all made sense just hearing that mission type oh okay it's got the heavy icon i have an idea of what this is going to be but yeah you have your your, your little dog uh dog ear it or you yep. you put your little ribbon there and you have your special rules and then your army codex was used for stat lines. Stat lines. The back of the book would be your armory. Yep. I missed that so much. The newer codexes in ninth edition, I feel like your rules are like all over the place. Yeah, they're very they're it's very spread out. disjointed. It was there wasn't um there wasn't a co- like every codex was the same. Yeah. With their layout, but it was just like, man, do you be like flipping through like three pages of stratagems to find something? And then you're like, oh, that's not the section I need. Then like for Grey Knights, we had Brotherhoods. And then you had like a page, each page had a Brotherhood on it. Special rules for that Brotherhood. And then the next was my stratagems. And then the next was like psychic powers. And then the next was like, it's like, can I get like this kind of streamlined? Like please like mm-hmm. and and that's something that they're definitely looking at doing in this new edition is streamlining a lot of that stuff yes uh there's nothing drags the game down more than hang on a second let me look at this flip 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 and with ninth edition i appreciate how they expanded everything like you said with like your brotherhoods giving every single brotherhood a a flavor a flavor to it it's got like story fluff it's got rules it's got all of this different all these things it's great but it's like how many times would we be playing a normal non-crusade game and i'm looking through something and then i'm reading an ability and then i have to stop and say oh wait i'm in the crusade section i need to be in the non-crusade abilities and and, and items section and and just a lot of back and forth so and it bogs games down simplifying and having because the, the, the one thing that Ninth did that I loved were those cards. Being able to just set them down, and here are the psychic abilities. Oh, I yeah, have. yeah, yeah. And yeah. To just be able to look and say, I'm doing this one. It's and then you can leave, leave, leave the card with the guys. Yes. So you knew what, you, that was your own little marker. Yep. Like, you could just say, yep, I'm a, that, that unit has this. So you yes. didn't forget who had what. Yes. And so being able to do the same with, like, unit cards. And I, I have a Space Marine squad. Or even just like having it like at the end of your table and saying, okay, I've got a couple, I've got, you could even get like, in my mind, I'm thinking now, I'm thinking, oh, I got my 3D printer. I could put tokens, I could print some tokens and literally, oh, I got three interceptor squads. So I got my interceptor qu- card mm-hmm. and I could put three tokens on it. Yeah. So I just know I have three units of them. Yep. Oh, I forgot. I forget. Like they got into a big mashup. How many units I had? I had three. Mm-hmm. So I just need to like separate 
these three units out. Like, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Because if you put what they've done, I guess, should we get into unit rule cards? Yeah, I think the, the unit cards would be a good one to go with, the, the changes of the unit profiles. Yeah, because by simplifying the amount of rules that you're that you're looking at so you you figure your army rules are now on a, i think they said a double-sided page i'm gonna take mine i'm gonna copy i'm gonna print it and lay it side by side there you go yeah. i don't know flip it's all right there but like you have your unit stats their special rules and their weapons all on that sheet which i know some editions started to do that like you're uh, some of the older editions it would just list the weapon options and yes. then you would have to flip to an armory page. It has always made more sense to me to just have those stats right there on that page. Then I don't have to flip to the armory page. The best part about this is the strength stat. Moving the strength stat out of the main stat line and onto, onto the, weapon, the weapon profile Yes, and just being, it is this strength. There is no adding strength. It just is this I have this weapon. It is this strength. I don't need to be like, oh, it's strength this, oh, or a melee weapon for especially. Yeah. Oh, he's strength four, but this weapon adds plus three. Not just it's a strength seven weapon. Yep. Like boom, done. There's no. Gets... And I know, I know people are like, it's just you know simple math. I'm like right, but like but you, you've it, got it. Like it, every little second in these games adds up when you're going. Especially if you forget, oh, wait, I got to look, what was that again? What was this? Especially if you got a unit of Terminators for me, for for a Granite player, who has, like, maybe I've got, a, like, a little bit of a mix-up in there. I've got, like, two halberds, I've got two swords, and I've got a hammer. Mm -hmm. Well, rather than having to, like, this one's plus this, and this one's plus this, and then that's plus this, and, oh, you 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 wounded, you, you negated some of my strength. That's something that's probably going to go away. Like, malediction psychic powers that would, like, render your strength down. Oh, because yeah. Because there's going to be no baseline strength stat. It's just the weapon is that strength. Yeah. So, one, cool, again, because that's going to simplify things. There won't be a bunch of different psychic powers that attack a certain stat line because that certain stat line no longer exists as a baseline for the unit. So, that's really cool. When you, th when you think about it, I didn't even think about that until now. But yeah. when you think about it, like this broader spec, like this broader picture, like you can kind of see like, how certain things are going to simplify other things like yes. by their by their nature of how they've designed it certain things are just going to go away yeah. so you heard it here there will be no <laughs> strength uh, affected well, unless it simply says if this unit attacks with a melee weapon reduce the strength of that attack by 1 right they could do it that way they could and then you look, oh, my close combat weapon has a strength of four. So if minus one, it has a strength of three. They could do it that way, or they may just go like, hey, subtract one from the hit roll. That that would be that would probably be there the way go. I'd go with it. So instead of it trying to represent it in a way of like, well, the strength of your character is lower, therefore they need to roll higher to or better to wound you, you just cut out the middleman and you just say, well, just you have to roll higher. Yeah, you, you have to do a better roll to hit them anyways. Because that's right. what it all boiled down to anyways, was your to hit roll or your to wound roll. Okay, yeah. well, oh, I hit you with this male addiction, and you minus one from your wound roll. There you go. You have just done the exact same thing with way less steps. Yes. Same thing with, like, and I, because I agree with you, like, the old editions having the wound chart and the hit chart, were they difficult? No. 
Were they you annoying? Take, <laughs> were they annoying? They, they, I mean, once you learn, like, the, the way that they have it listed now was what we all had in our minds. Yes. Are they equal? Yes. Four plus. Is it lower than, like, is the strength lower than their toughness? Yes. You moved on a five plus. Is it more than twice as weak? Yes. Then you wound on a six plus. Unless it's over double. And then in the old editions, you couldn't even wound at all. Like, there was a right. point, there was like a fall off point. But then they end up simplifying that to where it was always a two plus or always a six plus. Yes. And what they've yeah. done with that, because I'm trying to teach that to somebody new. Lamp. And it's like, Lamp's okay. done that demon in the eyeball. <laughs> so you're having fun? Yeah. Everything's seeming to make sense? Yeah. Okay. Now let me show you these two charts. Okay. <laughs> Here's your wound, and here I know, I know. Let's, this is a page of accelerate here. But let me tell you, oh, we're gonna make graphs fun. No, so by like them already doing that in what was it, eighth edition? I think it was, yeah. or was it when they got rid of that chart? I think so. Is it seventh or eighth that they, they whatever that edition? Chart. Yeah, and they literally just said, "Is the strength higher than the toughness?" Yes. Then you wound on a three. Is it more than twice as strong as their toughness? Yes. We moved on a two. Are they the same? Yeah. Four plus. And it was just like, it was like a three sentences. It's just like bloop, bloop, bloop. And you're like, I get it. You did it. Yeah. You yeah. did it. Game, games Workshop, you did it. We already thought that when we looked at that fucking crazy ass chart in the yes. original edition, but it's it's no different. It's just better explained. They've, they've done that. So that's something I would like to comp compliment them on is they have done Every edition has not been perfect. Let's let's get that out. They all have their, all have their strengths and their flaws. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that they have done is they have really done a really good job of streamlining certain things. Mm -hmm. They've been listening more and more to the community. One community says, hey, man, this is fucking like I lament losing armor value on vehicles. I was always a fan of it, but I understand the reason you got rid of it. Like. And, the, and what you did to streamline it mm -hmm. made sense. Just give it a toughness, be done with it, give it a high wound counter, problem solved. Like it yeah. just. It, I was a little sad because I liked the idea of armor facing values and yeah, it, vehicles uh, having to position themselves. That was, to me, it was very thematic. However, in actuality, it bogged the game down. And but like then because you had the arguments too of like, well, is this the side value? Same with templates. Is this the front value? I love like... templates. Nothing was better to me than fucking shoving a vindicator up the center of the battle <laughs> and just going, ah, I'm going to fire a bazooka in a phone booth because it's only got a 12 inch range and that motherfucker can scatter back on me. That was great. But yeah. Scatter die never seem to line up the same way for everybody, and it's like yeah, you always template. had to like yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I'm getting, I'm counting eight. I'm counting five. Oh, counting eight. Oh, well, I'll just make it six, you know, or seven, or we'll roll a die for this, or we'll roll a die. And it's, it, I get, but I do miss shopping. I do miss going shopping. Here you go. Here's your pie plate. Go shopping. <laughs> go plate. Here's your pie plate. Go shopping. <laughs> and the other person just sad. Yeah, <laughs> they just watching it. it that. That always reminded me of that scene in RoboCop when he's getting gunned down and fucking Red Foreman, I forget his name, <laughs> and he's got that fucking shotgun and he's just moving it up and down his body going, and he like blows his fucking hand off. That was you holding a large template over, which for people that don't know the old editions, like large explosions, you had this giant clear circular plastic template. And you would 
just get to move it within range of the weapon. Five inches, wasn't it? Five inches. It was that, a five inch yeah, diameter. So like you literally just like and you would just like get to move it all over and just be like, do I want to kill oh, these seven guys? Look, oh, I could get these nine there's guys. A, there's a block of thirty orc boys. Yeah, I mean maybe oh, I'll look, move it over there. Look at that! I got twenty of them. <laughs> and and you're you're just fucking. And literally, like, yeah, you're just Alex Murphy, just just crippled on the ground there, just watching that shotgun move all over, and you're like, this is gonna fucking devastate me, no matter where they decide to land it. They're having a, they're a kid in the candy store right now, and I'm waiting to just get put out of my fucking misery. God, highest yeah. highs and lowest lows. Oh, oh, then of course, it, who could forget? Highest high. Oh, check this out. I'm gonna put this big ass blast template right over. Your dark elder. Oh, it scattered back and hit my guy. <laughs> or, <laughs> like, oh, no, right. or when you and I would be on a team, <laughs> when you would like the one time you scattered on one of my boats. Yeah, my, my boat of after. <laughs> I was like my boys. <laughs> Did any of them live? No, none of them fucking live. <laughs> that, that shit's made out of paper mache. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So back back on track. <laughs> So the, the 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 cards. I'm gonna love the cards. I think that because that's a book that I don't need on the table. Yeah, like that you, I can you, stack you my cards. Out. I can yeah. set them out. Like there's a lot of different th- options. Books if, take if up a lot of space. Somebody has a question about what a unit does. You literally here's the card. Take yeah, just take a look at it real quick, man. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna move around. You look at my guys. Yeah. So I think that'll be really cool. Um, I I ooh, do we do, all right so. I'm trying to, like, there's a, there's a, Psychic. there's a linking, yes, there's a link <laughs> here for me. Oh, I want to get so, a. So, the fact that they're moving everything to the card itself, and they're, they're moving weapon stats, unit abilities, and then they're also redoing the way that phases work, and Psychic Phase is now gone. Yes. As a Grey Knight player, I am. As a Dark Elder player, I am. I am happy about this. So I, I think I'm that this torn. is a better way to handle it. As long as they I, handle it to where you're not completely screwed over. Or not even screwed. I don't want to say it's not screwed over. Because I like I, I hear I've seen a lot of Grey Knights player like lamenting the idea of, oh man, we're losing our psychic phase. That was our bread and butter. And it's like, but you don't know what psychic powers are gonna come out, you know? And yeah, we, we look at like the Terminator librarian, they kind of released a little bit of what he's gonna look like, and I think think they had his stat line on one of these uh, it might be under uh, that one there uh but yeah so psychic phase it's gone oh yeah, yeah there he is yeah um so now they have the psychic powers moved over into his like main section yeah so the new the, we'll just go real quick with the yeah. new the new phases so you're gonna do a command phase start it out which is the same as it's the same um but nine like, but so that's that's gonna be different. one of the things i read was Command phase will have certain psychic powers that are done in the command phase. Okay. But the question becomes, does this count as their, like, if I cast, say, hammer handle, let's say it's a, that's a, that's something that boosts a unit. That's a, that's a blessing. Yeah. And I use that in my command phase. Does that mean in my shooting phase, does my psychic still get to shoot his witch fire, uh, you know, smite? Or does it, I don't know. They haven't really explained that yet. So... That's all, like, right here. So, I say right here, as everybody... Everybody see that? Yeah, you got it. You got it. (laughs) All we have to go off of is this librarian... In Terminator. In Terminator armor spat card that they've shown us. But from what I'm... How I'm reading this is Smite 
is now a ranged weapon. Yeah, just that's what it is. And I believe which I, why would you ever use that? Like, why would you ever use the storm bolter at this point? Uh see, and they're gonna have to go and explain that to us. I, I don't know if smite it's like you have it has a little indicator next to it, and it says in the bottom before selecting targets for this weapon, select one of the profiles to make attacks with. So smite has two different variations that you can use yep. with it. What I'm wondering is. Will Smite take because it, it's it's noted as being a psychic power? Does Smite then take over your ranged weapon attack, or is Smite maybe an additional attack that they get? Right. Maybe they don't they don't say enough. Uh, like Psychic Hood, Feel No Pain is coming back. It looks like four plus ability against psychic attacks. So Feel No Pain. Wait, that's the whole unit. That he attaches to. Yes. That's that's huge. But I like the fact that Feel No Pain is going back to a more traditional what Feel No Pain used to be. Yes. That's Instead of nice. like disgustingly resilient, and then this one, and that yes. one. And it's like, this one's for 5+, plus, this one's for 6+, plus, this one's for that. It's like, oh, yep. holy shit. Um, if I had to guess, uh, unless there is, I mean, we don't know how psychic powers are going to fully work with like the dangers I'm, of them. I'm hoping we get something soon here on that, because obviously yeah. as a Grey Knight player, we're very, very... Interested. I, I'm excited for it because I, I look at it as a uh, cool. Now I'm just like, instead of having to remember every single, like I'm trying to look at it as a more glass half full kind of guy. Yeah. Because in my psychic phase, man, I'd forget shit. I'd be like, oh, I totally forgot to cast this, this, or this. It's like, because you're so focused on like getting that damage output that you kind of forget about your guys that can just like boost themselves, give themselves a blessing. Yeah. You know, make themselves better, make themselves more, you know, martial. Yep. Uh, so having a command phase where it's like, hey, don't forget about this, this, and this psychic power. And then in maybe a movement, this, this, and this psychic power. Yep. And then the question becomes, though, as as anybody who runs psychers, does this, okay, let's say I've got, I've got a, uh, I've got a librarian. I'm just a basic generic ass vanilla marine army. Mm-hmm. And I've got this librarian and he can cast two powers, let's say, because they don't even they don't say on there. This doesn't show us, and I'm wondering if there's more to these cards than what they're showing, or Possibly. how they'll explain that. It, it may be in the main, like that army rule. But does he get past, does he get to cast two powers? And then if he does, is it he gets to cast either a smite and a movement one, or a smite and a command phase one, a command phase one and movement one, and then he can't do smite, and then he ha- that's why he has a storm bolter. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean. Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering. Because, like, I'm looking at that combi weapon stat, the top of his stat sheet, and it's got some rules that I don't think that they've fully gone into. Devastating Wounds, I think, is... So now they consider a 6 to hit and a 6 to wound criticals. Yeah. Similar to, like, a D&D. And I think Devastating Wounds, wasn't that, like, on a 6 to wound? It does something where, it like... It does, like, an, a, a, a mortal, mortal like wound. mortal wound or something, like... Uh, but it's got anti-infantry 4+. plus. If I had to guess, I'm wondering if that means like it auto hits on a four plus, or maybe it auto wounds on a four plus. Something like how Dark Eldar have poison weapons, and those auto wound on like a five plus. Uh, so another thing I'm noticing too is that the force weapon even has a psychic keyword. So what does that mean? Yeah, I, I again, I yeah, I'm. I'm is there going to be an activation that I can do that makes it more powerful, like back in like fifth edition, because where you'd activate the force weapon it, and it was and more that, that was a psychic roll. Yeah, because wasn't back in the day, 
But if you hit with it and you you passed it, it fucking wrecked shit. Yeah, I'm trying to remember back in like. Because then again, that would make Grey Knights like. Edition. Wasn't did those do a dice pool like a psychic dice pool or wasn't it like you were like psychic with a number? You were a psychic with like a number. Something that like was, that. Yeah, that was yeah. how many uh, abilities you could cast or something yep. like that. And then you got so many dice. Or you're, that, no, you're, or you roll. I'm thinking. I'm getting fantasy. Yeah, you're getting fantasy up. in there. Old old edition was like they would just have so many abilities they could do. Yep. And you just rolled your two d six against your leadership. And if you ever periled, then that was it. You didn't and I think it was like double ones, or if you double ones or double sixes. Double sixes. The so double sixes it would go off, but you'd still suffer the perils. And double ones it wouldn't go off, you'd suffer the perils. Yeah, I forget what they called it. It was like supercharged or something like that. Yeah, that's what we always called it. Yeah, because it was unblockable at that point. You couldn't. You couldn't. <laughs> yes, it, it was coming in hot. <laughs> you you have plugged your fork into the the power outlet of life. <laughs> Granted, you got a little bit of a stroke going, but you get... a little bit. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot of questions around the psychic abilities. But this already, I mean, looking at this, it, it, I understand. It's yes. Still really clean. It's so nice. Of oh, hey, they get feel no pain four plus against psychic attacks. It's an older player, unless they, unless I'm reading that wrong. But like, like I that that's just. That's comfort food to me. I'm like, oh yes, like you're speaking my language again. Like, so that would actually welcome. So that actually kind of could bring us into the next section, which is leadership roles and how those have changed. Yeah, because that psychic could, as you said, while this model is leading a unit, models in that unit have a four plus feel no pain against psychic attacks. That is huge because the way that they're doing it now, and this is again kind of going back to older editions. Fourth. Eighth and ninth were real big on auras. Yes, where it was they just, were their own guys. Get the yep. They were they were there to be just badasses. Venn, Venn, Venn diagrams everywhere. Yeah, his circle <laughs> overflow on his circle. Well, then you get double bonuses. And in older editions, you just attached. It was a basically a unit upgrade to attach. Oh, hey, or a character. You just yep. you attached a character to a unit. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Main, mainly, were, like you'd see like the Karn Zerker group. Yeah. Where there was a 20-man Zerker block with one little Karn in yeah. there. Um, and the only reason you did that was because you were going to march those 20 Zerkers across the field of battle knowing they are going to die just so you could get Karn into the melee so he could go ballistic. Yeah. Uh, there was a tank commander back in the day for Space Marines. Mm-hmm. And you could upgrade, I think it was like, there was any certain tank. I remember putting him in a Rhino a lot, I believe it was. And he basically gave like it better hit rolls and he he allowed it to do certain things and it was like he was like the tank commander cronus or something i forget what his name was i don't think it was that and that was awesome i loved it and he was essentially just a unit upgrade you got one of him you bought him as a character but he was attached to a tank unit and that's what he did and this gives me vibes of that yeah shit where it's you want a primaris lieutenant okay you buy him you stick them with a unit. And that unit gets tactical precision, which gives them the lethal hits ability. So it's like that, like, and that, that does what, cause there's it's like, going to add such a cool fluff yeah, flavor to like your army. Yeah. Cause in ninth edition right now, you can have a Lieutenant in your army and he, get, and he gives like a, it's like a five plus or five inch range or a six inch range. Every unit around him can reroll like once to hit or yeah. something like that. This to me, that's neat, 
but it was always funny to me of just him kind of like, who's near me? You do better. You guys do like this. Y'all are great. Yeah. I love y'all. You're doing fantastic back there. Delta group, pick up the slack. <laughs> Where's the lieutenant? Oh, he got busy back there. I think he, he tripped and fell in a cave or something like that. I don't fucking know. Man, He's yelling at us, though. Yeah. So This, you have squads led by a leader. They give that unit a boost. To me, I like that. I, I don't like the idea of your leader units just kind of being loose, pocket change, just scattered in the couch, and they're here and there. I like that they are essentially, you, you attach them to a unit, and they give a bonus to that unit. They're a, they are a cohesive unit with their own shit going on. I, I like that. Right. And that, that could be a holdout of me just being an older player at this point. But it, it makes, it's it's neat. It, it to allows me, for it more, makes more sense. Yeah. Like, a, a lieutenant doesn't, in any field of battle, like, okay, got news for you. If the U.S. Army started running things where they're like, no, 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 Captain, you stay out of the unit. You're just going to lead us from a distance. He's getting sniped 100% of the time. Somebody's going to see him and like, he's yelling at those guys and they're listening. Wow. <laughs> 45 degrees south. <laughs> like, that's Air just, resistance. That's a terrible way to lead. You know, like that yeah. doesn't, like this feels more well, military. Back in the day, th- that's what we would do. And we had like the lookout, sir, rule where, hey, they are gunning for your leader. You rookie, jump in front of this bullet. You know, <laughs> give me a give me a hug there, soldier. And then you know he holds him up in the air like Simba, and the fucking Lion King, is, as he's deflecting the bullet off the back of his cranium. He's like, "Ah, you did good there, soldier." And so this next part brings even a bigger point to me. Is like I like the fact that they list out like these are the units he can attack to. Yep. Although I find it funny that they put redacted, redacted. So clearly, as we were talking about just a minute ago. This may not be, this may be a template. We may not be seeing the complete picture of how these I, these uh, cards are going to look or whatnot. Yeah. But the thing that makes this really cool is, also, bit of a concern, Death Star units. Because this says you can attach this lieutenant, even if there's a captain and or a chapter master already attached to that unit. So my question becomes, so chapter master, captain, lieutenant, that's your like ranking system. Could I potentially have a chapter master, captain, and a lieutenant attached to one unit of guys, and then they're getting bonuses, whatever the chapter master gives them, whatever the I captain gives say, them, and whatever the lieutenant gives them? In the current edition, you can already do that with auras. True, Because true. I want to say lieutenants give, like, a better to hit roll, and I think it's like captains allow them to re-roll their to wound or something like yes. that. It's like something like that. Some, yeah, something to that degree. And you can, again with my Venn diagram example, like you can aura, double aura, like a fucking squad of space Marines. And then they're hitting better. And then they're wounding better when they're within the range of both of them. Yeah. And then fucking Bobby G and they brought back, uh, Marnius Kelgar, the chapter master of the ultramarines. He's now Primaris. They brought back chief librarian, um, Tigaris or whatever. He's also now Primaris model. Because they um, have to keep them alive for longer, so they're like, here, go an upgrade. <laughs> I always liked They're Primaris now. Yeah, I always liked him. Which, um, sorry, like, weird side note. Uh, I don't know if you've been keeping up on, on the lore that has come out with the Arch of Omen, but Dante shows up uh, to the lion. Mm-hmm. Um, when the lion, this is actually out of the, the book, The Son of the Forest, I guess. This is some spoilers I re- read about, but okay. I don't care because I want to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dante shows up to, like, he gets a warp signature and they show up, and the lion's there. And, you know, Lion's like, 
doesn't know who he is right now. I guess in the Son of the Forest, he's like all discombobulated. He's fucking Alzheimer's, you know. <laughs> Uncle Lion has lost his uh, <laughs> mental faculties. <laughs> he just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Grandpa. <laughs> Time to put you in a hole. <laughs> so, but they show up, and so Lion's like, who's this fucker wearing my brother's mask and whatnot? And he takes his helmet off, and in doing so, Dante's already been upgraded to Primaris, and you know that Dante's always described as having, like, silver hair at this point, because he's mm. so fucking old. But now it's black with just silver streaks. Mm. So, clearly the Primaris upgrade is giving everybody a little bit of a rejuvenation boost, too, oh, okay. so... He's he's been embiggened. Yeah, he's been embiggened. <laughs> he's embiggened to worst. <laughs> so, yeah. So I mean, so, so, my God, the way that my brain works, the fucking yeah, the way, the way our brains um, work. <laughs> you say the son of the forest. Yes, it just makes me. Th- you think you're king of the forest? <laughs> I don't want to get stabbed tonight, man. <laughs> Continue. Nobody, nobody knows what that reference is. If you do, bonus points for you. Yeah. Ding, ding. Uh, so, so, yeah. So, I, I like the idea of the attachment of the characters. I, yeah. I do. I, I, I guess for more unit customization. Yes. And, and it, again, it's going to feel... So, you're going to have units that are just units that don't get... Because you're not going to be able to buy a lieutenant for everybody. Like I don't want to. Right. But what will be even neater is if we haven't seen it yet, is if there's a sergeant. Because every book just gives you a sergeant, like, in the unit. Yeah. Maybe that's an upgrade now. Might be. Back like, in the day, they were. Like, you didn't just, you can't, yeah, exactly. Maybe you're not going to get a sergeant. Maybe that sergeant can just simply, maybe he, all he brings to the table is a better leadership value. Or maybe all he brings to the table is, like, a you get to re-roll weapon. one die, yeah. one missed die. Or he could bring an extra special weapon or something. Right. Because I remember back in the day, they were usually, yeah, better leadership. And then they could, like, swap out their bolter for a chain sword or a power sword and yeah. a bolt pistol or, like, a plasma pistol. They had, they had like, special uniqueness to them. So yeah. I think, like, there there's... So I, I, everybody's like, man, they're giving us so much information. I don't think they're giving us a whole lot of information because no. there's a lot of questions. And I'm, right here, the Primaris Lieutenant Leader, like this model can be attached to the following units. The two that are redacted, I'm wondering if are those existing units, like maybe like a biker squad or a different squad, and they're just not telling us? Or is that letting us know that we have two new Space Marine unit types coming? Because something that we're missing right now is Primaris jump pack assault yep and we have a hell blaster squad which is a heavy plasma base oh the uh the what's the what are the fuck are they called they're the desolation squads the meltas right no they're no called. no because hell blasters are like plasma weaponry yes and then oh the, the desolation are like the missile launch the new guys. guys that just got released the so that's probably one of the two would be my and, guess um i know in the indominus box set yeah the multi-melty guys we got the, mul- to... the heavy melta uh, we don't have a box set for them i don't think do we or do they come in a set of three i think they come in a set of three i okay. just don't know i can't but, think of their name now i can't think of their name that's uh, not important no uh, <laughs> but what i'm wondering like so we have we have a heavy melta heavy plasma heavy missile based units we do not have a heavy LAS unit. Ooh. And I want... So you think like a Devastator squad coming back? Maybe not. Because like, like Devastators gave you that mix of like 
Every, oh. Well, everything. You want to do, yeah, you, here's all of the heavy weapon options. Build it how you want. They seem to be getting away from that. And it's like, oh, you have a plasma unit. You have a melta unit. You have a right. this unit. Give me my LAS cannon unit. What would a fucking Primaris LAS gun look like? The missile launcher got a little wacky. I know that it became a joke online and everybody's not happy with it. To me, I just give me like a fucking badass heavy laser cannon on the shoulder of somebody because I loved that fucking gun and I loved so, fucking firing it at infantry. On the subject of, you know, las cannons, mm-hmm. what goes up? What goes with a las cannon? Vehicles. They go hand in hand. Turn so, somebody into applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, some things that. Um, I, again, I'm I'm liking what they're doing here. Uh, I'm very um, I I hated. Sorry, not to keep interrupting. No, no, you're good. Um, I, I I I I hated when they got rid of vehicle armor facing and everything, and then I played, and that was just me bitching and moaning. And then I played with vehicles acting like monstrous creatures, and how simple it was. Yes, it's. And I was like, "Oh, hey, all that, all those extra headaches that you had." Exactly, all it's all gone. Yeah. And um, so, but like, we're getting some, we're getting some adjusted toughness values. Vehicles uh, are actually going to stick around. Which yeah, makes me vehicles happy. are are gonna are rhinos are toughness nine, and everybody's like, "Well, that doesn't sound. It's not very high, but it's higher than it was. Toughness seven is what the rhinos were." Yeah. Um, so they're going up to toughness nine. This is going to give them a little bit more lasting power because, like, back in the old day. All it took was, like, when you had armor-facing values, one weapon cracking the armor and getting through could just instantly blank a vehicle. Yes. Um, or, that oh, hey, look. Super no- frustrating. Yeah. Or nothing was worse than, oh, hey, that Land Raider coming in? Well, I didn't do any wounds to it, per se. But what I did do was I just blew off every gun that it had. Or its main weapons. You remember that? You remember those days? Yep. And then you just have this fucking (laughs) rolling nothing. Oh, I guess I'll try to run somebody over. (laughs) Oh, hey, you tried to run my commander over. Well, he did a uh, heroic intervention. (laughs) And on a six plus, he ended up blowing up your tank in one turn. Uh, So it made it, it made vehicles, although have always ebbed and flowed in editions, where it seems like one edition, they'll just be stomped. Nobody will bring them. The next edition, they'll try to make them have a little bit more lasting power. I feel like this edition... The way that they're they're doing squads and attaching units to give them buffs makes me want to bring squads of men. That that excites me the way that I'm seeing how they're they're handling it again. But the rules here with vehicles also like they're getting out of the the max strength of a weapon is what was like oh they're like, like rail guns are supposed to be like twenty yeah. That seems a little cuckoo bananas at first, but like a repulsor now is toughness 12. Just fucking make the weapon. What do you say, 24? 20. Or 20? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, hey, and if it's got some kind of bonus that then, like, I I don't know how they're going to do like the to wound rolls, but if you're still going off the current, like, is it more than twice the, is the strength of the weapon double the toughness? Like, if they do that, no, hey, it's toughness 12 and this is strength 20. Okay, I wound you on a three plus. Yeah, there you go. And if it was a strength twenty four weapon or higher, I wound you on a two plus. Right. Like, holy shit! Still simplifying. You, you made it. You did it again. Like, it, it's just another step in that simplification. It, it also is gonna like so going into that a little bit more too is also like 
depending on the amount of wounds, like let's say a railgun, it's strength 20 and okay, so this is going to be me kind of, again, pulling in a bit of a annoyance, but get rid of like the random uh, wound. Oh, it does D6 plus 6. Yeah, stop. Just stop. Just give me a just give me a set amount. A, a set amount you think is fair. Seven. Boom. Yeah. Done. Instead of it being able to do seven to twelve, make it eight. There yeah. we go. I know what it is. The fucking defiler. Every that fucking weapon on that thing I think is like a something plus D3 something. D three plus this. And um so that that's something that, like so Grey Knights used to have that problem with their force weapons. They used to be like a D three used to drive Grey Knights players. We're supposed to have these like specialized weapons putting shit down and oh I only wounded you one time. So that was a waste. It's just like, ah, fuck. You never want to have... So when we got it in 9th edition that our weapons were just a flat damage, it was like, ah, we were all excited. Yeah. Um, and I, if you give me a railgun, I'm not going to be upset if that railgun hits something for, you know, 8 damage. Like, it's a fucking railgun. It, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be random. It shouldn't do, like, D6 plus 6. Like, no. It should just flat out hit me for 8 damage. Like, yeah. done. And then if you also change it to where it's like, oh, well, it only gets one shot. Well, then I'm not going to go wasting my railgun shot on some random mm-hmm. unit that's charging towards me. I'm going to, like, prioritize. Oh, he's got a vehicle over there. Yeah. I'm going to fucking hit. Because I'm not I'm not going to vaporize Ted on the front lines <laughs> here. <laughs> it just seems unnecessary. I'm going to fucking try to take the tank out. That's also a hassle for me. It makes... It makes it seem like there's going to have to be some... If you do it that way, there's some thought. If I get D6 plus 6... Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Now I might want to, if, you know, and I get like 6 shots with it. Oh, well then why wouldn't I hit the fucking unit that's nearby? Yeah. And not worry about the tank that's farther away. Whereas if you make it a one-shot deal where it just does high damage, it's like... Or maybe even just two shots, it's like, bam, I'm going for the tank. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm a repulsor, 16 wounds. One shot from a railgun could potentially crack it open. Yeah. Like, that's... It's a rail... Like, it should. Like, it's job. Its job is to break yeah. armor open it's and... It's got, like... Doesn't the railgun have a rule where, like, the, the bullet penetrating the hull, and, the hull and exiting out the other side creates, like, a vacuum or something like that? that That'd be awesome. Rich, I, I think it's, like, it, they explain it where it's, like, the bullet... It's coming out the back end. It, it creates, creates such, like a vacuum. It so goes so out. goes through everything yeah. so fast that it actually creates a vacuum force as well. You're in the tank, blackout. You wake up. You're a fucking football field away in a grass field. <laughs> what the hell happened? Where am I? Where are my legs? I just like the idea of like like the the gunner like getting sucked into the hole. And he like clogs it, but the force is so great it just folds him in half like a fucking chair. And he's just like, bent. And, like everybody else wakes up and they're like looking around. And there's there's uh, old Bill. He's fucking crushed to death, and he's like, help me. <laughs> he's like his his one arm is like buckled underneath him. His arm arms reaching out for it. And you're like, Jesus Christ! Shove him through. Fucking kick him out, man. <laughs> and you just get like the ramrod for the fucking gun, and they're like punching him through the hole. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta move before that thing shoots again. Get him out of here. <laughs> Take unit eleven. We're going back to base. <laughs> Oh, we need an adult. 
And the Tau don't know what's actually going on. <laughs> They're just right in their next shadow. Line it up. Most effective attack to career. One clean kill. Very may, humane. May, maybe after this. <laughs> maybe after this, they'll be willing to join the greater good. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the fucking ethereals are like, they, they have like the, the battle schematics of what it actually does. And it shows like the, the mock, like all of the little like digital like crash test dummies that are in the tank and it goes through <laughs> and, and then they see it. like little ragdoll demonstration it's like man's halfway shot through and they're just like oh fuck we just don't tell everybody about that i like the idea that they're like yeah but they get sucked out you know and then they just get tossed away but they don't realize like these dudes are in like gigantic power armor that would actually clog the hole and they're like <laughs> they don't patch that into their like their schematic and it's just like this one dude just gets like pulled in and he's just like <laughs> His helmet's off. His head. His one eye is like hanging out because all the pressure. Christ, you fucking peeled him like a banana. <laughs> I know not what this cheese grater is that you humans keep talking about. Oh God. <laughs> oh shit. I, oh. Vehicles are gonna be fun. <laughs> But yeah, it's like they—they're—they're—it's not just because there used to be this joke with older editions too, where every edition, it was like, oh hey, a las gun was seven strength. Well now it's eight strength. Well now it's nine strength. Right. And like the tough, it was just like everything just—it always made me think of like Dragon Ball Z. Everything's just now, everything gets stronger equally, so that it, technically nothing changed. Yeah. So that and that is like. Part of the reason why I'm like let the let the railgun have a flat damage rate because that just it uh, look yeah I get it I'm not gonna want to get hit by it either but at the same time it it should do that damage the yeah. last cannon should just do a flat it's this much damage it's yep. it's a it's a gun that melts things yeah and since we're here uh, since we forgot to mention the other thing but the objective control is another thing that I really um, really like. It's a it's a simple. I, I hate to keep saying like what you're you're saying clean, but it is. It it just makes sense instead well, of everybody. Dude, I had no idea how objective secured worked. In well, the everybody industry. had objective secured. It seemed they like. did and it, they it, didn't, it, but then it, they it were worth the this much or worth that yeah. much. It was like I don't know. It I, was back to the whole fearless thing where everybody's fearless, but nobody's fearless. But everything, you know, it's like right. What? Well, at this point, like giving things a varied value of like this tank is a a repulsor five objective control, as it should. Like my five man strike marine squad should not be uh, considered more in control of that objective than a repulsor tank. Like, it's just, it yeah. shouldn't be that way. Yeah, and, like... No oh, firing decks. I forgot about trying. You're going to firing decks. firing decks. Well, yeah, well, and I, I think firing decks, that was a universal rule back in, like, second edition, I think. That was, like, a, that was an older rule. Did they explain Deadly Demise? I don't remember they said they... Yeah. I think oh, yeah. Say, How many of the, the moral wounds are suffered when when the vehicle explodes? So it's oh. just it's just a new way of doing explode rules because that was back like fourth and fifth and all those editions had. I'm like, curious if like they're, like if they're gonna bring back the old uh, what was that in seventh edition where it's like, hey, is that an open topped vehicle burning all your guys on the inside? <laughs> I would be I would be sad. I, I mean, no, well, no, I I would be surprised if they didn't do something like that. Um, but to like, counter the open firing deck, kind yeah, of thing. because what they they talk about it 
I guess we can get into transports R- real quick. I just, I guess to, to finish this conversation, one of yeah. the things we talked about, like the rail gun and the strength of that. And like, I, I like how they're just simplifying everything of like a hunter killer missile strength 14. Your rhino tank has a toughness of nine. I, I like that. They're, they're getting into higher values because it, it just, it actually, to me, it simplifies stuff. You're not having to worry about this has this, but it has a special rule that allows this to do that. Just what's the strength? What's the toughness? Yeah, these are higher values than an infantry squad, but that makes sense. And in older editions, you had it to where like a pistol, a bolt gun, couldn't do shit against a tank. Right. It just a strength four weapon. You would you would take the strength of the weapon. You would roll a d6, add them together. That was your armor penetration attack against a vehicle's armor. A rhino had like a side armor, I think, of like an 11 or maybe a 10. So, hey, I have a strength four weapon. I roll a six. Got an armor penetration of 10. Most shit wouldn't be affected. Your pistol plinked off the side like in fucking Saving Private Ryan. What they're doing now is they're just making it to where, yes, you can technically fire that pistol, that strength four pistol, at a rhino. It's a strength four against toughness nine. And per the usual rules, the toughness is more than double the strength of the weapon. So I wound on a six. Simple. Everybody gets it. it right. It's, it's the exact same. You're not having to change the, the way that it operates. But it um, makes more sense that a rhino is not going to get taken down by random bolter fire. Yes, like it, it could still potentially happen, but you're gonna just have to dump so much into it. Yes, and um, so getting into you had talked about firing decks. It's just literally firing deck X. So I'm sure that my your boats, my boats, my dark Eldar uh, raider boats are going to probably be they they have a currently they have a capacity of ten models. I would see They're at least six. Currently. I would see at least six. Well, if current, not a full ten. Current rules, with it being open topped, it's always been every unit is eligible that's on the transport can fire. Yeah. So I would assume that they'll be firing deck ten, unless they change it. Because the example that they give us is one of them is um, the battle wagons for orcs have a firing deck of twenty two. Yeah, that's um fucking ridiculous. But again, it's a high number. But it may have a capacity of 22. True. But if it doesn't, if it still has a 10, does that mean... I guess that becomes a question of, like, does that become, like, everybody gets to shoot twice out of there because they're just so stable and slow-moving? I don't know. That's, um... It's crazy, though. I didn't, even, yeah. I, I didn't notice that the first time I read through yes. this. Like, they, they're showing you right there to, like, that vehicle, like, that number can get high. And the other crazy thing, so real quick, before we even get into transports, I need to just say this. I love the fact that the way that transports are handled in this edition is literally just, imagine a shoebox, and then you have all your your Warhammer models. And then they just say, that holds 10. Okay. And then all your models are worth a certain number. Regular troops might be one. Bigger, bulkier units might be worth two. And it's just 10 go in there. How you 10? 
up to you. <laughs> you want you want to do all twos and put in? Cool. You want to do some twos and a one? As long as they're in a unit, just fucking shove them in there. And it's just like, bah, 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 that they're all in. This, though, gives me hope, though, that Land Raiders will have an, have an, have an expanded amount. Oh, it because, sounds like they're going to. Because one big thing for a lot of like Grey Knight players in particular who run a lot of Terminators, but anybody who runs a lot of Terminators, if they remember back in the day, you'd run your Land Raider up with like a five-man Terminator unit, and he'd come, they'd come out as assault, the assault deck, out the, or, the yep. assault ramp, and they would fucking charge right in and fuck shit up. So the idea of a Land Raider holding and that's 20 and a Terminator counting as two models... That's a 10-man squad of Terminators coming out that Land Raider. That is fucking scary. Yes. And they they talk about that, actually. Um, oh, shit. I forget where it is in here. But they, they specifically talk about Land Raiders once again having the assault ramp rule yes it's it's in this it's in this section here is it and yes. like i think it's be, further down being able yeah, to assault ramp. immediately there yeah right there assault ramp um so like right there I, yeah we don't know what what the the transport capacity is going to be but like the also like the fact that they just got rid of the whole you can't put primaris in a rhino why not they're all space marines you would yeah. think that they like okay yeah i get that they they built they're, they're a little bigger but yeah <laughs> But why wouldn't they also retrofit older vehicles? Like, a fucking Rhino can hold uh, Terminator models, I believe. Yeah. Rhinos have a capacity of 10. Yep. And Terminator models used to count as two. Yes. I don't know what they are now. Uh, I think there's still two, and then the big Centurion models, I think, count as three. Three, yep. Um, so, like, just the fact that, like, okay, you know, Primaris, do they count as two, or do they still count as one? Like, Like, I like that they got rid of all of that shit. It's just... Space Marines, you have Terminators, you got Centurions. Those are your three different sizes. Cool. I get it. I understand it. They also, to go back to like unit sheets and like loadouts and stuff, real quick, I just want to say this. The fact that they just said a Space Marine is a Space Marine makes me happy and a bolt gun is a bolt gun. Yes. Because I bought in on the Space Marine box set with them versus uh chaos space marines where it gave you like the spider unit and it gave you it was like the stealth space marine yeah 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 yeah. and they were in a different pattern of armor and they had like bolt carbines yeah and those had a different stat than like the bolt rifle yep neat and you're giving a lot of options but at the end of the day and like they their armor you, you can note it it's got a little bit more of like the the joint, like the black, the leather, the leather look, yeah, yeah, and then they only I think, have. I one... think that's the Phobos army. Right? I Isn't think it? so. Yeah, I think so. And then like they only have one pauldron. It's like their left pauldron is is like a more normal style, slightly smaller, and then their their right shoulder is like like a more bare armor. Okay, it, it, it's. I get it. It's neat, but what you've done is like I bought in with them thinking that those were just the new Space Marine models. Then I got the Indominus set to expand my Space Marine army so that I had, you know, oh, hey, that'll be all I really need. Maybe buy a tank, maybe buy, like, a nice HQ unit, and I'm done. Well, no, because now I have this Phobos armor or whatever it was, and then I have, like, the other 
more standard Space Marine armor, and then they have a bolt rifle. And for, like, me, I just want bolt guns to be bolt guns and Space Marines to be Space Marines. Like, I'm talking... No, I don't want the, the stealthy gun. I want it to have the bolt rifle, which has, like, the extra strength on it. You know, it was for me, it was just, right. like... You're, it was just overcomplicating. You're hairs, and it's just, like, for one strength or yes. for maybe an extra damage, and it's just like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, And so what did they do? They made it to where the bolt gun can have two different types of profile. If you stand still and you do more of an aimed shot, yeah. it's stronger versus if you're running and gunning. Maybe it hits more, or, you know, you might get... Like, I like that. Represent it that way. Because to me, it's like a bolt gun would be a bolt gun. The, the idea of, like, an explosive round I think weapon <laughs> even being stealthy is, is hilarious. The, the um, other thing, though, is, too, it's like, oh, these ones have, like, a special scope on them. I'm like, I literally have a helmet on that has, yes. like, full displays and can I can see further than the normal human just because of augments that I have. And, yeah. like, there's all these things that a Space Marine has, like, oh, now I need a scope because it helps me aim better. Yeah. Come on. just yeah. It looks aesthetically neater, it's but cool. but don't give me this bullshit that it actually is proving, like, the ability <laughs> of the marine, the, of the Space Marine to see. Like, that's just not happening. Like, yeah. So it's like, yeah, so I'm I'm very excited to see what the Land Raider. Yeah, going, that, that was my, that was my side tangent real quick about, um, <laughs> yeah. going back to troops. But yeah, transports. One of the big things, though, I was not expecting this, is the fact that when firing your weapons out of a vehicle, the vehicle itself counts as firing those. Mm-hmm. They say in here, and they give an example of like, because immediately then, you know, it makes me wonder, like, well, you know, if the vehicle has a buff, yeah, does that count was... for the units inside? And it does, because they give you the example with the uh, the 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 orc mechanic model getting the ability. Um, where does it say it? Right here. Um, the orc mech can use his ability to act as a force multiplier for the battle wagon's firing deck of 22. And his ability is at the end of the movement phase, you can select one friendly orc vehicle within three inches of the model. That vehicle regains up to D3 lost wounds. And until the start of your next movement phase, each time that vehicle model makes an attack, add one to the hit roll. So, you can fucking pop a mech inside. I'm wondering if the mech has to be outside of the vehicle, or if he can do this while he's inside the vehicle. But the fact that the orcs holding the gun, like, or the, the, the orcs firing the weapons out of the battle wagon, it, it counts as the battle wagon fucking shooting them. So, right. like, you're giving a plus one to hit, to fucking up to 22 orcs in there. Yeah. So now they're hitting you on, I don't know what it's going to be in the new edition, but we'll just say, what is it right yeah, now? Normally five. fives. Yeah. But... So they're hitting you on a four plus. Holy shit. Yeah. Like that's devastating. That's and they're, and they're, nasty. And they usually have guns that fire multiple times, like rapid fire or yep. stuff like that. So. so like the fact that you're now also able to buff vehicles in that way to where you're affecting the units, like that's, that's nuts. There's going to be some shit happening with all that. I, I have one criticism, and I think it's going to be for rapid deployment. Um, because it says that the units can disembark from the transport after it is advanced. Units that do so count as having made a normal move that phase and cannot declare a charge in the same turn, but can act out. 
why? Why would I do that? Like, why? Why would I want to get out of my armored shell? Like, if, if especially if I'm on a, a Torox, that means I'm freaking an Astro Militarum. So I definitely don't want to be outside my my metal box at the at the start of a turn. Because, but my my thought process going into that set of a rule is, I move it up, I jump out, I'm on the objective. But my my Torox can also claim the objective. It's got points to claim the objective. The only way I can see it being useful is I pull up to a point, mm -hmm. and you're already on that point with your model. And my Torox doesn't outclass your your mount your units, but if I unload these guys, now I've got ten guys plus the three or five, whatever the Torox counts as, versus you your five guys. Now all of a sudden I'm you're instantly I'm in, claiming in, the objective. That's the only way I could see that working. That vehicle also may only have like firing deck one. True. And it might have a capacity of ten or twelve, and they count as having made a normal move. So that means that they should probably be able to fight fire unimpeded. Yes, they can still fire unimpeded. So, ba, 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 <laughs> you know, and then fucking right. 20 guys pour out and just start fucking rapid firing you but at it, point blank range. But it seems very, very, very situational. Whereas, like... Yes, I mean, that that also, like, you can you could dump somebody early game into a, like, a ruin or something like that. Maybe it's for, like, positioning. Like, if that thing is purely just there to quickly get troops to a specific point, I get it. Because right. I, I would assume, like, my Dark Eldar boats will probably have something close to that. But they'll, I would assume, that with it being open top, like the way that those operate, they may have a rule like that that also has some kind of, like, assault deck built into it. Because right. those, are, those are designed to, like, zip around the battlefield while constantly just dumping out a large volume of fire. And then sometimes I can fill my boats with like assault units and they the, just leap in onto people when they're flying by. But on the flip side, like I look at like the mobile command vehicle trait for chimeras. Yep. And that's orders. He can issue orders, even though he's, you know, he's not on the battlefield. Yep. He can be inside. Like he can be like, Oh, you guys get the fuck out there. And that's and awesome. I'll yell at you guys to first rank, yep. second rank fire. Yep. And I like that too, because that changes the utility of that vehicle. Yes. That, doesn't have to just be a troop transport that you're you're pushing forward to dump men where you need them. You can literally have Leave. one stay back, and now that is an HQ model. Yes, and you are going to treat it as such. And he's got a, and he's got a higher wound counter. But the the one I like the most is the fire support. Fire support is until the end of the turn. Each time a friendly model that disembarked from this transfer this turn makes an attack that targets the that an enemy unit. I get to re-roll the, like, basically, it's like, they're, all, like, it doesn't say it's shooting, but it's basically saying it's firing as well as you're firing to, like, give you that fire support, so you're actually going to be able to wound, you know, better. Yeah. So I like that one a lot, too. So that's, I, I, again, they're all useful in their own rights. They're, they're, they're trying to help promote the styles of play that I feel like players that play these armies like yeah that'd be a that'd be a fair especially for the you know for um uh guard players yeah so uh that's yeah i guess we're i think we hit a lot of this uh, and a weapon lethality they, we, yeah. we kind of talked about how they're they're upping stats they're giving weapons i kind of ranted about this and i went into my old space marines thing we've hit on some of this with all over, but like I like the fact that they're doing 
some new ones are sustained hits. I like sustained hits. Yeah, I think that's um, cool. I I like the the multiple weapon stats depending on how you want to fire a weapon. Um, they're going yeah the universal rules, the way that they're handling those. Everything devastating wounds. I, uh, I like that they're going with the term critical wound as well. Yeah, they're, they're piggybacking looks- off D and D, like and other things like everybody. Everybody knows what a crit like if you say like oh a critical wound most players will will know and it also like it it, it I, I would say it's a little bit of like an endorphin rush when you roll a six and calling it like oh that's a critical hit or a critical wound like that I like that that's yeah. just like nothing feels better than rolling a critical and you're like oh and they're like oh dude you fucking critted and it's like yay. <laughs> Like, RPGs have been training our brains to crave <laughs> the fucking term critical our whole lives. And now they're adopting it. Maybe that's part of why the Wizards of the Coast are trying to, like, lock stuff down. That's hard. Because <laughs> Games Workshops was coming for them. Yeah. Um, so, like, melta weapons are, I mean, just hugely devastating, as usual. So, right there, uh, the new melta rifle, it's damage D6, but it looks like... If you're within half inch range, the way that they're boosting melta weapons is it's what it's uh, melta two. Yep. So it sounds like it'd be d six plus two. Yeah. So it's going to guarantee you at least two wounds, at least three wounds. Yeah. Or at least three damage. Um, but the sustained hits one is going to be really interesting. That's for certain groups because that, that's exploding hits, right? Uh, sustained hits. Yeah. No, sustained hits are like. Essentially, every time a critical hit is uh, rolled, you get an additional number of hits on the target by denoted. So if I roll for this guy, the Shuriken Cannon, sustained hits one, and I roll, let's see, how many shots does it get? Doesn't Three attacks. I roll three attacks, and I roll two sixes. I get, and I, I let's say I hit once, and I get two sixes as well on top of that. So I had three total hits, but I had two sixes. Now I got five hits yeah. when I go to roll the wound. So imagine something like las guns getting sustained hits too. It's possible. I want to know what they're gonna do with like a heavy bolter or some of those like Gatling cannons and shit like the chain. The well, chain yeah, gun I got style like the, the Gatling silencer for the Grey Knights. I'm interested to see like is that gonna get like a sustained hits too or something since it has like a limited number of shots. It's not. Yeah. But like I like the idea of, like they're basically saying when they talk about sustained hits, they're talking about like this is like overwhelming fire just coming mm. from the from the unit. Yeah. Um. I mean, you can you could sit there and say, "Oh, sustained hits one," and that that denotes to me that there's going to be sustained hits two and maybe even sustained hits three, and that'd be, that'd be it. Because if it wasn't, then why wouldn't you just say sustained hits and you just get the additional hit and that'd yes. be done? Why why have an X value to it if you're not going to have? That's one of the things that I'm super can I'm 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 excited about. And then we have Twin Link is back, so Twin Link is coming back. Uh, each time the attack is made with such a weapon, you can reroll the attack wound. That's... And it's old school Twin Link. Yeah, that, that was like fourth and fifth edition Twin Link. It's yep. just a better chance to hit. It to doesn't wound. to wound or to yeah to wound. Um, it doesn't give you uh, like two las cannons that you get to fire. Because yeah. that that was that to me always felt weird. Because like you have like something like a Twin Linked weapon on like a tank, and it's like your fight. It's like I don't know, like, the weapon is the, just, like, because was it old editions that it was a better chance to hit? 
Yeah, like, because you basically roll two die instead of one, essentially. That's usually what everybody ends up doing to simplify it. Yeah, you have but, to, like, re-roll your to-hit roll. Yeah. Because so, it was like you're firing two laser beams simultaneously, so you're bound to hit with at least one of them. Yeah. I, so I liked it that so way. So if you had a predator, old school, you had a predator roll with two side spots and last cannon, they'd fire off. Yeah. They were twin, or the first one, the main cannon was twin. twin so you'd the roll, two side ones were not. Yeah, so you'd roll all three with a different colored die denoting your main cannon. The main cannon missed, you got to re-roll it. Then you could have up to three potential hits with your last cannon. So I like the idea of it just making your wound roll better because, again, it was very annoying to always be getting like, oh, look, I get an extra shot with that last cannon. Because if we see it miss, it's like, well, no, it missed. We yeah. missed. Stop, stop with that. Like, like, if you want to improve its chances to hit, that's different. But just like flat out saying, oh, it failed to hit, so I get to re-roll it because it's twin link. Like, it's like, oh, fuck you guys. Yeah. So... Yeah, and they even note their their rending could come back. Yeah, so we we know that we know we know guys. Oh wait, does it say rending can come back? Uh, it says perhaps it says throw back to the classic rending roll. One of the stars, I forget which one it was for. Where's that one? Uh, yeah, even the new assault Terminator assault cannon is getting in on the action. Oh, devastating wounds! Devastating yeah, wounds! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because devastating wounds is a mortal wound on uh, six on a right. six to wound. Yep. Yeah, because that's I loved rending was like I loved that rule. Yeah. Uh, the the idea that old yeah assault cannons used to give you, um, rending. They yeah. they it, they didn't do it where like you could you would get extra to hit rolls like it it had a decent volume of fire and it still does six attacks yes and instead of doing like the sustained fire it was the idea that you're hitting somebody with so many rounds in a in a specific like area you're literally just chewing through their armor and yeah. that that idea to me was just fucking cool it, yeah it, I I've been throwing out a lot of references this episode but like. <laughs> Arnold, we knew that was uh, Arnold, like fucking uh, Jesse Ventura in Predator with that fucking minigun. Oh yeah, and just cutting down the jungle. Yeah, and it, to me, it's always like that fucking that classic Terminator assault cannon. Always just made me think of like firing that on an armored opponent. You're just just fucking chipping away at that armor. Yeah, if the Predator had been in the forest at that moment, it would have died. Like, they would have just seen a bunch of green spray coming out of the woods. Like, what the hell is that? Somebody have a backpack full of glow sticks over there? (laughs) I mean, yeah, that... The end credits would roll. Just Ventura would never get his chance to say, I ain't got time to bleed, man. Like, you don't get any of the classic moments. Like, it's all, all for naught. But yeah, I think, okay, so, summary. I think we can hit our... I will say this. I also, I'm very happy that Tyranids are coming back as the main villain. I thought it was neat when they had Necrons for a short while there. Very sure. They they kind of, like, Silent Kings, like, came out, like, I'm crazier than ever. And they're like, that's cool. And they're like, all right, I'm going to go over here then. (laughs) Go back to your space, old country buffet, (laughs) old robot man. Ah! Um... (laughs) <laughs> affirmative <laughs> no, for, uh, <laughs> uh i like i like that they're bringing them back because it was it fourth edition starter i think was the box set that yes i, I picked so. battle for mccraig yes i think it was fourth edition and it was space marines a small space marine squad versus a small squad of uh i think it was just like termagants hormagants it was nothing, nothing spectacular. No. Maybe some gene sealers, I think. Maybe. And it gave you 
cool wreckage of a uh, space marine ship. It's a drop pod, wasn't it? No, it was um or was it the Aquila class like, oh, fighter right. or something yeah, like right. that. Because yep. yep. I'm in the process of trying to convert mine back into that ship. They don't make it anymore. It was like a uh, Forge World model. Yeah. Um, but really, really, really cool little set. And the whole premise was you were trying to recover the gene seed from like the downed fighter, I think, or something like that. There was like space space marine gene seed on there. And you were trying to recover that before the Tyranid squad was coming to claim it or something like that. You were trying to like keep them from acquiring space marine gene seed to bio absorb it or whatever. Because to me, the way that I think of the 40k storyline is you have like the Imperium on one side of the dinner table, you have chaos on the other side of the dinner table, all having Thanksgiving dinner, and they're just yelling at each other <laughs> over whatever. And, and recently, you know, they they just carved a rift down the Imperium of Man. It's a, that's that's somebody spilling the gravy boat. Oh, how dare you! The table's never gonna be the same. Meanwhile, the Tyranids are that pack of like grizzly bears that smell the food and will eat everybody at that dinner table. And they just regardless, more and more bears just keep surrounding the, the log cabin, and they're gonna get in. Yeah. They are an issue. You can keep bickering about the spilt gravy boat at the dinner table, but you need to deal with the grizzly bears that are slowly crawling through the, the doors. There's been another uh, great analogy. <laughs> I'm full of them. By Drew. <laughs> but, I mean, they, they literally, they are just, they are swallowing the galaxy whole. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you gotta deal with it. And we, I did like that about the uh, trailer where, like, they kind of make it seem like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, we, we thought we dealt with the problem, and it's like, no, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was the tip of the iceberg. It does beg a question if, like, 10th edition is going to introduce a new role reversal where um, Gulliman is going to be like, brother, I need you to handle the chaos. Mm. I need to handle the Tyranids. Like, we yeah. need to just... I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna afford you. You're gonna take this chapter, this chapter, and this chapter, and you're going after chaos. I'm taking this chapter, this chapter, and this chapter, and we're going after Tyranids because it's all that we have to deal with it. And chaos isn't gonna listen to us and be like, "Hey, uh, we thought about it, and um, we need to put a pause on whatever this is." <laughs> Hansu, <laughs> how would you handle the Tyranids? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, give me give me five stout women and I'll have you a new army in no time. We're not doing that again. <laughs> Fucking tried it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Fucking listen to Knock it. Knock that shit off. <laughs> Science cannot progress without heaps of dead women. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done here? It looks like he uh, he sewed those stout women into us at a hot air balloon. Yeah, he's flying away. God damn it. <laughs> You got us again, Hansu. It, put, it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Oh, shit. I need five big, meaty women <laughs> with childbearing hips. It's always the hips. We're not doing this. Who wants to join his exchange program? I question... Did, what do you think in terms of armies for 10th? Anything new? Do you think we're going to get 
So I have an answer because I've also, again, I've, I've spoiled a lot of the Arcs of Omen, but I, I like my shit getting fed to me in a quick drip rather than a slow drip. I don't want to read the shit. I'll just let them fucking put it in my veins. <laughs> just hook it in my veins. Um, so I was watching uh, Chapter Master Valric, and he was doing an overview of like some of the Arcs of Omen stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that the Arcs of Omen ends with is the Inquisition is ramping up. Okay. The Return of the Lion, the Inquisition is like pulling out all the stops now. They're with everything because Vashtor spoilers guys I'm gonna say spoilers now so shut it off at this point if you don't want to hear a little bit of spoilers for Arx Omen but that's the only warning uh essentially Vashtor succeeds he pulls a double whammy on um the Dark Angels and he steals the the, the I can't think of the name of the engine but he steals the engine that was in the rock and okay. he's going to make the dissidence engine which is going to allow him to like Basically, it's his own mini webway. We don't know what his goal is for this yet, but he basically has created his own webway here where he can, like, cross the galaxy in an instant. Presto change, yo. Yeah. Yeah. So, the Inquisition knows about this, and the Inquisition is like, that can't happen. Yeah. So, for me as a Grey Knights player, hearing that the Inquisition is like, we're going to be redoubling our efforts. I think Grey Knights are a fo- will could potentially be a focus faction, because obviously... Chaos is going demonic. Chaos is going to become probably more of a problem with this engine. Yeah. Um, other armies, I see. So do you? So you do you see also like a more beefed up Inquisition army? I, I think like so. a witch hunters army. I think so. Maybe coming back, po- or possibly Grey Knights becoming. Because they back in third edition there was Demon Hunters, and or... and and fourth edition they were like Demon Hunters, and yeah, they, they had access to the Inquisition Inqu- Inquisitors. Yep. And there was Grey Knights, and then there was... Because I, I saw one of the Arcs of Omen detachment box sets. Is that what they are? Uh, the boarding uh, patrols? Boarding patrols. They have one, and it's just labeled Agents of the Imperium. Yes, and it's a, like Inquisitional Forces. Yeah, you get like a spy. Uh, I think you get a Jukaro, Jukaro Warpsmith. Or they're, they're considered Agents of the Imperium yes. now, I think. Um, so... I don't know, not a spy, it's like the assassins are agents of the Imperium, but then they have like all of the the new, um, the uh, Arbites, I call them Arbites. 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 I think in the... the, Arbites. Arbites. Yeah. um, But like all of those units now are all just considered agents of the Imperium. They have the fucking rogue traitor squad that was in... Kill Team, yes, I think yep. they're now part of the yep. Agents of the Imperium. So that does make sense. I could, yeah, like I could see an inquis- Inquisitional force. Maybe they just refer to it as Agents of the Imperium, and that could. gives you all of that. Like, oh, you want like the Navy units? You can bring them. You yeah. want these units? You can bring them. Almost those. like a Cities of Sigmar from Age of Sigmar. Yeah, yeah. So I see that as possibility. I see Grey Knights getting a boost, mm-hmm. um, obviously because Psychic Phase has changed completely. Yeah. Um, so I see them getting a boost. Like you can't. They aren't that, like, top tier anyways. Mm. So, it's going like, hey, we took away the psychic phase, and by the way, fuck you, you're not getting anything extra. They gotta do something. They're them. gonna have to get something. So, yeah. I see them getting a boost. Uh, Nids are obviously gonna get... They've already they've already shown us some of the new stuff they're gonna, they're get, gonna get. They're gonna get a heavy power hand, uh, yeah. for sure. Um, do we think I, we're gonna get uh, Emperor's Children intent? Do we think we'll see? Do we think we'll see? Like, do we see the return of Fulgrim intent? I think you just we, want. I think you want there to be a I return do. of Fulgrim. I want. Um, 
I would love for them to give us some fluffy armies. Who's who's the next? We, we're getting the lion. They are full blown bringing back. They they brought back chaos. So primarchs, yep. demonic primarchs. They've now brought back Gilliman because of by means they gave us back the lion. Every time chaos does something really good or like succeeds really well, you got to ramp up. The you got to ramp up the good guy. So that the chaos did what was it? They destroyed Cadia. Gilliman yep. woke up. They now have this uh, engine. Lion's back. Yeah. So it depends on what the the other swing goes. Like, what does Chaos do next? Do they awaken? Like, do they? Bring, I mean, Fulgrim's still there. Mm. He's just not there. There. Like, he's a he's a he's an absent daddy. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's too busy with his hookers and blow. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, so far it was Magnus, uh, Mortarion, right? Didn't yep. Magnus wasn't he the first? Yeah, if I remember correctly, he was the first Magnus, model. Mortarion, Angron. I mean, they're specifically, they're focusing on the god-specific. Yep. So, as much as I would love... Fulgrim seems to be the next one. Fulgrim, to me, yeah, it makes sense. Bring him here in 10th, But hopefully. if Fulgrim returns, what's the swing backwards? Who comes back for the, the, for the and good that's, guys? And, and, and the, the easy ones, who would... Uh, Vulcan. Vulcan would be awesome. Lehman Ross and Rogel Dorn would be the three, like, what's, I would see most likely. What's uh, Jagatai Khan doing right now? We don't know. Didn't he, he? Wasn't he just out and about? No. I mean, there's a lot no, of No, 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 no. He's missing because the, the Harlequin God, the Jester God, whatever his name oh, is. Oh, the Laughing God? He whatever. fucked with him or something. So... <laughs> He's fucking, he's somewhere in the webway. We don't know where Jagatai Khan is. He's okay. somewhere in the webway, though. I'm, I'm, well, at least that's what we think. Like, okay. we don't know where, like, like, I like the idea of him, like, I like the idea of Jagatai Khan coming back, like, in the throne room. Like, he's like, he comes carving out from the hole in the rift where the webway portal was being made. He's like, he comes out, like, he's like covered in goo, and he's like, you guys have no idea what's going on in there. Another spoiler. So this is about a novel that I read recently regarding Fulgrim and uh, Ferris Manus. So if you don't want to hear about this, spoilers. Does he skull fuck Ferris Manus? So they're playing. They're essentially playing chess. They call it regicide in the 40k universe. And they're they're playing, and they're they're reminiscing. And he's like, "Oh, brother, you usually don't. You know, you you normally play more strategic or uh, defensive. You don't play." aggressive like this very interesting and the entire time there's like something off like ferris is like he gets like a headache and he's just like wow like what what why are you talking why are what why why are we playing this game like why are you talking about this and then it ends and the headache is the spoiler (laughs) like fulgrim shut up (laughs) god damn it fulgrim says something like join me in defeating our father or something like that. Or he like talks bad about the emperor and like all that shit. And then Ferris is like, how dare you say that? And like throws the game to the side. And then, Hey, from the waist down, Fulgrim was a snake man and it's demonic Fulgrim. This is a clone of Ferris Manus. He is repeatedly having Fabius clone Ferris Manus. (laughs) Because he's trying to get a, and he's like, "You're not perfect. You are not. You are not my brother. My, I, my pure brother would join me. We were best friends. Like we had a, a bond closer than any of other of my brothers. You are not perfect. I have done something wrong. 
I need to create the perfect version of you. He wants a Ferris Manus that joins the yes, chaos. because you would join chaos. And ends up, they get into a fight, he ends up killing Ferris Manus, throws him to the side, tells Fabius, create another one. Do bring, it again! another one in. And, like, um, as soon as he kills him, like, he's talking with Fulgrim, or he's, uh, Fulgrim is talking with Fabius Bile. A lot of F names here. <laughs> and he's like, I'm bored! Bring me another one, and we'll do it again. And he resets the game, and then Ferris Manus walks in, and he's like, why have you summoned me, brother? And he's like, let's play a game. And you're like, oh, shit. So, F uh, Fabius Bile, at this point, has created a perfect clone of Fulgrim. Yes. He... So there's actually a theory behind that, too. That Fulgrim might come back as... Yeah, well, the, the, there's back... a theory as why he's perfect, though. I, I read... I was listening... We're going on a side tangent here a little bit. So, the theory goes, when the Emperor made all these Primarchs, and he did his little Primarch jazz... When he did it, he made deals with the devil, and he actually trapped 20 lesser gods of chaos and gave them vessels, and they were happy for these vessels. So the theory is that when Fabius created this Fulgrim uh, clone, it mm -hmm. was so perfect that the warp god went back to it. That's oh. why it's actually the perfect vessel. Okay. Because anything else... The warp god, the lesser warp god, sees it as inferior and won't go to it. So the thought is to bring back Ferris Manus, they'd simply just have to create a perfect uh, a vessel for it, mm -hmm. and the warp god, the lesser warp god, will transfer its conscious, like transfer itself back to that body. That's why the Primarchs have all these like crazy, weird abilities, is because they're not fully human. They are, they are. They are, in fact, a transcended of from humanity. Yeah, they're they are they're, they're a nephilim. They're they're yeah. they're the spawn of like a lesser known chaos god, like a a lesser evil of warp and human DNA. Like now, you can take that image however you want. You can either picture the emperor with you know little magnifying glasses and slowly pouring you know, vials into other vials, or you could see him pants down railing some <laughs> chaos god. <laughs> I have ejaculated into heaven and hell. <laughs> so, first come, first serve. <laughs> oh, all of you can me buffet. I hate this. I hate this so much. Well, yeah, and like, the fact that Fabius has been, like, he started cloning Horus. Way yeah. back in the day. Yep. And then created actual clones of Horus. They, they said that they were, like, missing the soul, but there's, in one of the novels... Which is which, which then leads to in. the thing that if the Emperor flat out obliterated that god that was in Horus, as well as Horus himself, mm -hmm. that explains why there will never be a perfect... Yeah. Because, in, because the, that, that soul will never reattach itself to the vessel. Yeah, because in one of the novels, Chaos Marines going in to stop Fabius and, like, destroy his facility, Fabius lets loose one of their, like, his perfected clones of Horus. And, like, they are, like, he is almost perfect in every way. Uh, except for he's brainwashed to be 
Fabius Pyle's lackey, <laughs> and they end up killing him. And but they even say they're Ooh, like, "Let me pet the yeah. rabbits, Fabius." <laughs> and they say something like, "The real Horus, like they would have never been able to defeat him, defeat him, or something, something like that." Like there was something missing, and so it, yeah, creme de la emperor. <laughs> yeah, God, there you, there you go. Uh, you always got to put whipped cream on that Sunday. <laughs> And the fact that with Fulgrim now, yeah, like he has had time. He has been cloning. Fabius has been cloning people left and right. He doesn't fucking care. He's got no morals. It's the beauty of it. He's like, hey, well, you, you know, if you don't have conscience, you don't have morals. Hey, doesn't get in the way of your science. Um, but yes, we technically have a, and it's Trazar, I think. Is that the infinite? Trazian. Tra- Trazian the infinite. He has him right now. Because Fulgrim basically pushed him and was like, here you go. Put him in your little your little isolation cube. And he's like, all right. Then Fulgrim's like, wait, what, father? And then Fulgrim's <laughs> in there. Um, so that won't come back to Scar. <laughs> but we have a perfect clone of Fulgrim. We possibly have, uh, I think, all of the Horus clones were defeated. But who knows who else and what right. else Fulgrim has had time to do. That could do. be a Horus clone dressed up as Alvarius for all we know. Could be. Um, Fulgrim himself is one of a billion clones. And the main Fulgrim, or I'm sorry, Fabius Bile. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Fabius Bile. So many Bile, F yeah. names. Ferris, Fulgrim, Fabius. Fabius Bile himself, like, cloned himself a billion times. He's yeah. got, he's got, it's uh, like the blight, I think is what they call it. He's got like a terminal cancer, and every time he tries to clone himself, the cancer always comes in. Like, he's always dying of cancer. And he, he can just transfer his consciousness to a new cancer body. And again, but he can't outrun that. We have to question, like, he's got a shit ton of himself out there. Like, how many, how many times do you clone yourself before, like, stuff starts to break down? <laughs> yes, that's happening. Also, the Dark Eldar deal with that. The homunculi, they, they always, uh, Yuri and Rakar, like the leader of the homunculi, he has like weird growth, gross little, like <laughs> vestigial arms and shit like that, and they're from previous, ver- like, as he keeps cloning himself, like more things happen where it's like oh hey you look like you got weird little vestigial arms from like your past cloned body that kind of came in if you if you let the little arm grab your nipple it's like a little baby is twisting it <laughs> oh, it's, it's not a bug this is a feature <laughs> and he's like you know and then in typical dark aldar fashion he's like i shall strip the flesh off of it and, and have it casted in gold yes and it's like but why why do you need that anyways it's <laughs> a fancy i love my dark aldar <laughs> Um, but Ferris Manus, all of that, and the cloning and everything, like, Rabute Gilliman was, like, dying. Nothing. They brought him back with, like, a joint Eldar, Mechanicus, all of that, the armor of fate or whatever it was, and unpulled the plug, and as we slapped this armor on him, and we're gonna hit him with the... Defibrillator. <laughs> and then he's going to come back. And then it was like some shit like that where like, came back, he's good. Ferris Manus's head is, I think, unaccounted for at this time. Yeah. Fulgrim gave it to Horus as a sign of like, look what I did. Yes. I am with you. We don't know where that head went. Who knows to say that the head doesn't get in the hands of... Fulgrim skull fucking that head. <laughs> oh. um, but who's to say like, that head's not alive still because space marines can also like go into like suspended animation or maybe Fulgrim or maybe, maybe Fulgrim is the Ed Kemper. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the Ed Gein. Look at, look at 
Look at these drapes I made. <laughs> 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 Your drapes are uh, screaming for screaming bloody murder. Just hit them with assault. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Your nerves are exposed still for a reason. Are you going to be a good lamp? Um, <laughs> but like, it's like a really, it's like a really twisted Beauty and the Beast house. <laughs> <laughs> be my guest, or be my ottoman. The choice is yours. I'll eat the food, man. What's creme brulee? It's good. Fine. Hey, look! It's a, look at this little candlestick holder coming up. Oh my! What the fuck is are those fingers on it? Like, please help me. <laughs> Do you like your dinner? I mean, you served us shrimp scampi. I got a shellfish allergy, but I don't want to be coming out of it, so I'm eating it, all right? Just listen, all right? I'm going to keel over here in about six minutes to get the pen out of my breast pocket and stab it on my left thigh. Um, Did you know I changed your pen out <laughs> with a chaos-tainted one? Uh, You're going to be my ottoman, whether you like to or not. Um, Are you good at singing show tunes? Not really. <laughs> well, you better learn. <laughs> I like my house full of jazz. God. Um, the hell was I? Oh, <laughs> Ferris Man is his head, though. Like, yeah, who's Mr. to say Fabius Bile isn't using that as his his cloning material to create the clones? Right. And then the head doesn't get like. Yes, I understand that this would be fucking reaching, but Games Workshop's not afraid at this point to pull in loyalist. Primarchs that were pretty much considered gone. Right, yeah. I mean, Gilliman, like, they said that, like, the wound looked like it was maybe slowly healing, but he was, like, critical. And to take him out of stasis, he would, like, die immediately. It's kind of how the, the wording used to be. Who's to say we don't get Ferris Manus's head back in, in loyalist, loyalist hands? hands. And Belisarius Call goes, <laughs> I can hey, do some shit with this. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a Robocop body. Yeah. You were already mechanically inclined. Yeah, and you you're had, gonna love this. Yeah, you had metal hands before. Hey, now you have metal hands. He's gonna have the opposite reaction to like Alex Murphy turning into like, oh, my humanity. Gonna be, he's gonna be like, oh, fucking sweet. <laughs> I can improve this. <laughs> Give me that socket wrench. <laughs> you guys didn't but, see this. <laughs> like, I, I think that the the next one. That would make sense, like you said, like a Vulcan who's been missing. He seemed to be like in like, and, and they're closing isolation. in on on ga gathering all his artifacts yeah. too. Like they're that like was, that was like, like five of nine, so yeah. they're they're not far off. And that was like a self induced isolation. Yeah, he he basically says when they um, when they get all my shit back together, I'll come yeah. back. Uh, which is weird, weird thing to yeah. do at that time. Hey, chaos is ensuing. The galaxy's falling apart. Oh yeah, well go on a fucking Easter egg hunt. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Daddy's going out for some smokes, <laughs> some really good smokes. <laughs> Two hours. <laughs> Did you? Here's a clue. Number five. It's hidden under the, the, the giant gold gold pyramid, and it's like the golden throne. I don't fucking know. The Prospero had pyramids. Like what the fuck? Hey. uh Meanwhile, we're being invaded on all sides. Maybe <laughs> we just come back and we don't go in self isolation. <laughs> I need time to think. Um, but yeah, like, I think that Vulcan would make sense. You could easily bring back, uh, Jagged Icon in some way. He like finds his way out of the webway. He teleports somewhere. <laughs> yeah. He motorcycles more than he's ever, faster than he's ever motorcycled before. And he drives away and then he comes into real space. Or maybe they do, uh, maybe they, maybe they pull a curveball. They don't give us as the next 
traitor Primarch, they don't give us Fulgrim. Maybe they give us Lorgar. Oh, and then Corvus would be coming fucking screaming back. And like, he's out of here! Yeah. Get him! I smell you! <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do when your shadow reaches up for you? And yeah, like, right there. That could be a box set. I did not. Maybe not. I did not just spend all day in the wolf trying to get log out. I did not. It's a fucking lie. It's fucking bullshit. Where have you been? We needed you. Don't yell at me, motherfucker. <laughs> I've been haunting him, okay? <laughs> I still need Henry Cavill to reach out to Tommy Wiseau and make that happen for me. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, my God. Oh, hi, Lion. Hi, <laughs> Lion. <laughs> Oh shit! I did not abandon you. I did not. Not. I was busy in the war. A high lion. The Imperium is a joke. Emperor abandoned us. Everybody hates us. You want to throw this football around? I was hiding in Logar's dimension because he chicken chop chop chop. Oh, what are we, where are we, I don't what know. are we doing? Where are we at? I don't know. We're at, uh, almost two hours. <laughs> that, that'll do. That'll do, pig, that'll Ten, do. Tenth edition, everybody. Tenth edition, ta-da! <laughs> did we give you all of your answers, or did we leave you with more questions? <laughs> if, you, if you're wondering about the time it was so thing, go back a couple episodes, you'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the Corvus episode. Corvus being, like, full-on warp-powered, Primark. I'd love the he, idea of him coming in as like, like a demon. Unchained. Like, like, but, yeah. Like as a demon bird, but he's for the loyalists. Like, yeah. Sign me up. God, That'd be that awesome. Would... That'd be an awesome model. Because even like Lorgar coming back, one thing I feel like they did a push in the ninth edition box set with um, oh, I forget the mini codex. It was like Chaos Space Marines that had like, a, they were focused on like summoning demons yeah it was a and i forget what they called it uh but i like like if you bring lorgar in and you get bring it back to like there that whole thing's his specialty is summoning in demons yeah right because right, right. we currently have a psychically inclined we have a melee focused demon primarch right I guess you could consider Mortarion to be... I'd love to have a summoning one, though. Yeah. Like a necromancer, almost. Yeah, like, yeah. Essentially. And that's why... I mean, that's whole whole thing is, like, possessing... Like, it's 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 spreading the demonic cause. So, there you, you go. Actually, running like a necromancer like you would in Age of Sigmar, where you can, like, bring back Cornite units, like, bring back Zerker units, yeah. bring back, you know, Slaneshi. Like, he controls all... He could, like, bring whatever he wants, and yeah. he can, like, replenish their numbers. He can heal their numbers. Yeah. Like, because... Magnus is your psychic. Uh, your melee is Angron. Mortarion is more, I guess, I would say, like your debuffing yep. kind of focus. Your ranged would be uh, fucking Iron Warriors. Perturabo. Perturabo would be your would be your ranged focus. So yeah, Lorgar would be like your your summoning. Like everybody would have their own specialty at that yep. point. That's like their own thing that they want to focus on. I don't know what other are there any other demon primarchs that are out and about? Uh, uh, Fulgrim would probably. Nefarious is dead. Yeah, that we know of. Well, Omega, no, Omega's still out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we don't know what he is. And like, his whole thing would probably be like 
fucking with like your phases or debuffing or doing something in like the uh the first phase the um command phase or he gets to select like up to three units and there's actually an alfarious unit in there <laughs> oh like old school the one assassin the Kalidus, the Kalidus Kalidus assassin. assassin where she would just <laughs> pop up i'm not a fire warrior <laughs> <laughs> she's got a weapon she's shoving a sharp object into our bodies <laughs> This is not a gun. <laughs> what is this? I guess we'll all lay over, die, roll over and die. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like, Fulgrim is probably, his whole thing will be, like, I don't even know, speed. He's yeah. your... Sexual nature. <laughs> <laughs> roll for masturbation. <laughs> it succeeds. <laughs> it's an assault weapon. <laughs> a sexual assault weapon? <laughs> Clearly. Oh. Oh man! All right, we're we're like Lord of the Ringing this with our endings. I, I, I just keep rolling my morale, and I just keep failing. It. No, no, that was a pass. Yeah, no, I know. I'm talking about my internal morale. Has Holgrim caused any physical wounds? No, only emotional. <laughs> he is just going hard in the paint on himself in the middle of the battlefield, and it has just created a bubble that nobody wants to go to, and <laughs> nobody wants to attack him. Everybody's just like, we avoid it. I'm going to deep strike my Terminators in the back left corner there. They will be counseling anybody that would like to talk to them about <laughs> what they've experienced on the battlefield. They've seen some shit. They can help with some shit. <laughs> hey, uh, Fulgrim buddy, uh, you want to go and do something? I am doing something. <laughs> I'm helping. God. Oh. oh, that's about as good a place as anywhere to end it. Hey, do you have a, a final thought? Or do we um, want to, do they... Hooray for 10. <laughs> God, this is how excited it's gotten us. I, I need this. Yes, this is needed. Yeah. This, this was good. This was good. 10th edition will be great. Um, I have no doubt. Oh I I'm not worried about it at all. I really, everything I've seen, I've, I've been fucking excited about. Every rule drop, I've been like. And we didn't even there's... talk about um, terrain. Yeah. It, but it, it, there's not a lot to say, but like, even terrain is getting. Very simplified. Simplified. I would love for them to create. Still want my mysterious train break, but you know. I mean, hey, we still have the old pages I, yeah, from the old books. I'll, I'll That's still fine. utilize that stuff. Oh, absolutely. Brain leaf. More of you. Oh no, it's got him. <laughs> hey, uh, Bill, you got a uh, leaf coming out your ear over there. Claw off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get it, man. We've all been there. <laughs> Why are you sitting in that pu that puddle over there? My roots were dry. <laughs> uh, got a bad case of swamp foot going on there. You're, uh, you're just, just your boots are rotten. <laughs> Absorb the water. <laughs> Get me into the sunlight, so I may, so I, so I may grow. That's my final thought, I guess. Well, are both like the, the idea of a plant attaching to somebody's fucking spinal column, and then just instantly being like. Hmm. Gun in a hand. Shoot them. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. what it did. It was like it didn't just. It wasn't like it, it. It absorbed that units or like embedded into their consciousness, and then was like, "Hey, maybe we can like sneak in, out with these guys yeah. and like blend in." Or or, or or like or like, hey, walk into the giant Venus flytrap. Like it wasn't like it was just like, hey, food. Ooh, like it. It literally was just. That's how fucked up the 40k world is. That a plant getting access to your body is like. Kill everybody. You know what you gotta do? Yeah. You gotta blow up the squad. <laughs> you gotta prime that melta bomb. You gotta do it. <laughs> you gotta do it for Leafy. The big green over there.